0: Welcome to Happy Hour, a weekly careers podcast where we discuss work life from the perspective of two real people. We're your hosts, Brittany Bowering
1: and Penny Blackmore. Um, if you oh sorry. And if you. you like the
0: show, <laughs> and even if you love it, please rate, review, and subscribe because that helps other people to find Our Intensely Useful Career Advice. Correct. Correct. Oh, Penny.
1: So what's going on with you, Penn? What's happening? Well, uh, as you know… I feel like
0: we haven't recorded in a while. Is that true? I think we recorded last week. (laughs) We sure did. We sure did. (laughs) Just casually, though. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I, I ran a little design sprint this week, sort of. Yeah. So I did, like, the first two days for a client. There was, like, 12 people in the workshop. It was—I forgot that when you have 12 people in the workshop, you have to, like, split them into two groups. Yeah, that's a lot of
1: people yes. for a Design Sprint
0: workshop. Yes. But that's
1: always the the key. They always want to have as many people as possible,
0: Yeah, right? they're like, how do we maximize yeah. this experience? It was really fun. Yeah. Um, and something that really came out of it for me was that you shouldn't—I mean, like, experts are amazing, obviously. But they're really bad for new ideas. Not bad. Okay, sorry. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> but they're when it comes to like asking them to think outside the box, it's it's difficult for them because they're so in the weeds, you know? Yes. Um, they're so
1: involved in it yeah. that it's hard to see like the bigger
0: picture almost. Exactly. Yeah. And they're, they're kind of like… Um, everything you say, they're like, "Here's twelve reasons why we can't do that." And yeah, you're like, oh, okay, well, shall I go home? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll send you my invoice. <laughs> Prepare cool. yourself. But it all worked out. Like, how it was it? did. Yeah. it was super fun. I mean, like, I, I don't think I am l- very good at facilitating. <laughs> why do you think? Why would you say that? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Is it a natural thing? Do you really have to try really hard? Because I feel like I try really hard. And I'm just so uncomfortable the whole time. I'm like, oh!
1: I think it is a really difficult thing that people often underestimate. How yeah. hard it is actually to facilitate a group. I mean, especially 12 people. Yeah. And I'm assuming that they were all like pretty important stakeholders. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I would say, yeah, that yeah. was normal that it was really
0: hard. It was one girl and it wasn't me. There was me and another girl and the rest were men. Wow. O- old type men. <laughs> <laughs> old guys. I love that. Like I love that though. It was really fun. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah. Um yeah, how about you, my little Bert?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm doing quite
0: good. She's fun employed, guys. I'm having a great
1: <laughs> time. I know I keep talking about this, but I was thinking this week because one thing that was really important for me um when I was going freelance is I wanted to have some more time for myself and to be able to kind of like prioritize me and my kind of like my health, my Mm. friendships, my like, you know, relationship, all those things. Mm. And I finally feel like it's happening, you know, where I'm like, oh, I can just schedule things at certain parts of the day so that I have time to like work out Mm. and I have time to like make a nice healthy lunch. And you just can, for I just feel like I should have negotiated more flexible hours, like Ages ago, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's a exactly. tough thing to do. Obviously,
0: I mean, I who said uh, you can't have it all, but not at once. Right. <laughs> Sorry, you can have it all, but not at once. But not all
1: at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes I, a lot of sense.
0: For for me, it's like health is the peaks and troughs thing. Like yes. sometimes there's a lot of health and other times it's just a lot of work.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that I'm I'm heading into like my November is looking like pretty busy and with a mm. little bit of travel as well. So I'm just kind of gearing up for that, that I'm like, okay, well, I'm probably going to feel that sort of yeah. a little bit more stressed.
0: Yeah. So build month. up some, uh, some workout karma. before. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm happy about that. Do you remember October last year? We went to three different countries in one month. We went to San Francisco, Switzerland, and Sweden. The three S's. Yeah. And by the end of it, I just wasn't unpacking my bag. I was just like, just chuck everything back in. Yeah. It was really hard work. It's intense. Yeah, work trouble is really intense.
1: I also bought a book uh, this week that I'm really excited about but had a bit of a funny situation. So I bought this book. It's called Nine Lies About Work. Uh And it's like a new book. I think it was just released a few months ago or something. Mm -hmm. And I got really excited about it because I was like, oh, this is like... This sounds like something that's right up my alley, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Also for the pod, you know, excited about that. And I was like, oh, and it's by like two people, one man, one woman, you know, a (laughs) nice balance. And the problem is one of the men, Mm -hmm. so it's actually two men wrote the book, I found out. One of their names (laughs) is Ashley. Totally threw me. Oh, you know? False advertising. False advertising. <laughs> I love that it has literally photos like on Amazon. There's like photos of two men, but somehow I just missed it. <laughs> anyway, so I'm a little bit disappointed, but also still excited to read. it.
0: Oh, it'll be great. Men yeah. say smart things all the time. <laughs> they, do. <laughs> they do. They, they do. They got some things
1: to say. Yeah. Um. I also, sorry, I have I have a few other things that learned oh, since I've learned. Please. Yeah. A, I had a little bit of extra time, you know, mm. over the last couple weeks. Um. Did you know that actually, you know how there's this whole thing where people are like oh, I only need like six to seven hours of sleep. Or like, yeah, no, I'm actually good on five and a half hours. Okay. Apparently, everybody needs between eight and nine hours of sleep a Ooh. night. Oh, Can you believe that? I mean… Like for, for like optimal health, performance, memory, um, all those things. And apparently, the last two hours of your sleep are the most important for memory. That's when you like actually like think of things is, for the I last like, like seven, eight hours.
0: That is so true. Yeah. Um, can I, I had a dream the other night. I know it's really tedious when people talk about dreams. But I had a dream that I, I had met this girl once and in real life. And then I bumped into another person in the dream and they were like, oh, yeah, she hates you. She thinks oh. you're a corporate nightmare. <gasps> and I was like, oh, Whoa. and I woke up and I was like, I'm a corporate nightmare. <laughs> It wasn't it really mean. Weird. What's a corporate nightmare? Well, she's a, this art person. Okay, we can cut all of that out. I don't think we should. I love, I love your your fears. You know, I know. coming. Out I didn't in your... even realize I was sad about being a corporate nightmare.
1: That's so funny. But I'm not actually. I love. You're it. so not though. No, it's yeah, fine. it's yeah. all fine. Yeah, authenticity. You know, it's all about the <laughs> the authenticity pen.
0: Oh. oh. <laughs> that's britney's time to wrap it up <laughs> she's like no more dreams
1: i'm really really excited about this episode because this is something that i am actually not that good at or at least i've struggled with in the past mm. i think everybody, everybody struggles everybody with it. Mm. yes is actually writing a good resume Like a CV, right? Like, how do you actually write a good one? And I think that a lot of people, um, it's difficult to write your own CV as well because Mm -hmm. you're struggling to know, like, what's actually valuable? What are my skills? How can I, like, put this into a nice wrapped-up package? Mm -hmm. So, I'm really excited because… Penny
0: happens to be very good at writing resumes. I don't know if I'm very good at it, but I know what to do. I mean, that's all you need. <laughs> yeah, I right? agree. I agree. I think that's enough, actually. Yes,
1: yes. And I think, I mean, I'm just going to say this because you would never say this, but—or maybe you would. I don't know. <laughs> but people have—so, Penny, um, for a while you were, like, writing resumes for people or mm. helping them, like, consulting?
0: Yes, I had a business, and I actually bought the URL pennydoesresumes.com. I It was available. That. Who would have thunk it? Crazy. Yeah. And then when I got an email like a year ago and it was like, do you still want this URL? And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> Obvious. But also, do I don't want to pay for it. Yeah. And also, who else is gonna take it?
1: Exactly. I think I, think it's I okay. can come back to it. Yeah, you can come back. It'll yeah, be out. It'll there. Be okay. But the thing is, people would kind of get Penny to help them write their resume, and literally they'd go from this point of um, like Not getting any kind of interviews and stuff to the point of they're like, oh my God, people are like, employers actually want to see me now, you know? Yeah. So that's so interesting because they're the same person. Probably the resume said somewhat of the same things, but Mm -hmm. maybe was framed differently or wasn't um, just poignant enough or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really valuable to know actually how to write a resume.
0: For sure. So that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, we're doing the resumes. It's resume day. Penny and Brittany does (laughs) Um, (laughs) resumes.com. That should be our title of the episode. That's great. Um, Did you know that recruiters spend an average of seven seconds looking at a resume? I did not know that. Well, that is a fact. Well, that's kind of scary. Exactly. But also… it means that it's all about framing and it's all about highlighting stuff so that it pops out on the page instead yes. of getting buried. Right. A common mistake I see in a lot of resumes is people listing every flip and thing they've ever done, including yeah. like, you know, their high school certificate and the clubs oh. that they're in and all this stuff. And I'm like, what do you want people to see here? Like, you've right. got to really um, keep it. Snappy and to the point.
1: Snappy and to the point. I think that's something we could, I think editing in general is something Uh, that a lot of people struggle with. The old edit. Okay, so what would would be your, like kind of, what should you include in your resume? Okay. What would you answer to that?
0: So I think um, that the six things that you need to include um, on top of obvious things like your contact details and your name.
1: um, I love when you look up, because I, of course, have done this. Yeah. When you look up like, Oh, um, how to write a great resume. They're like, things to include, your name, your address. I'm like, well, that's not helpful. You know, like, what am I actually? Yes, I know
0: that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Okay, um, sorry, so. that That's okay. So this <laughs> the six things you, you should definitely include are number one, a professional summary.
1: And how long should something like that
0: be? Um, it, so it depends on the formatting. So it's hard to say in terms of right. lines.
1: Okay. But I would
0: say like a nice, succinct paragraph. Yes. So, um, a few sentences. A few sentences. And this is, if you throw back to our professional voice episode, developing your professional voice, yep. you can take your little elevator pitch and just plonk it in there. Love it. And also, yeah. you know, like, um, tailor it a little bit. So if you want to know what that's all about, you'll have to go back to developing your professional voice. Yeah, a couple episodes episode ago. Episode number 386. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the number one thing. The second thing is your key assets. So, some people write their skills, they'll write like dozens of skills, mm-hmm. um, and they'll be like communication, team play, blah, blah, blah. Ooh, and it's yeah. like, no, just keep it to four to six really important, like what do you do best? Yeah. And how do you do it? And also, don't be afraid to put a sentence around that. So, it's like, For me, um, one of my things is client acquisition. I've been, like, I have a track record of hunting down prospects and getting them into the pipeline. Yeah. So you can kind of elaborate on that a little bit. Great.
1: Um, Also super important, I think people often put education a little bit too high up on the list, right? And I think that what employers are actually looking for is your experience. Mm -hmm. Like, what have you done um, that's relevant to this current job posting. Yeah, And of course, highlighting the achievements yes. that you've had and the highlights. We don't need to know the whole life story mm. of your last job, exactly every single task that you did, but just those like, like uh, yeah, the, uh, the big achievements. I think another thing also that might be, um, yeah, down on the list a little bit further <laughs> is in this, in this um, part of your kind of experience that you're writing about, make sure that you also like highlight your progression. Like when Mm. were you given a promotion? If you were given a promotion,
0: for sure, yeah. More
1: responsibility. Mm -hmm. If you took something on and it went really well and then you, you know, became the owner of that thing Mm. or whatever. But those are the kinds of things that employers are looking for.
0: A hundred percent. And with those achievements or highlights, um, if you can gather data around this or Mm. data, um, so if you grew something by 60% or if you saved one million euros or if you um any kind of numerical figure that you can put there don't make it up but like if you're still in your job right now there's a way that you can probably find that information so For sure. use little dot points underneath uh, your role and just say here are my achievements so a recruiter can kind of skim down the page and see oh cool here are four things that I can I can see as your value.
1: Yeah. Great. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And then for education, Mm -hmm. what do you think? Like, do you think you always have to put your education
0: on your resume? Uh, Tertiary education. Yes. Okay. Whether you did university or if you did, um, what do you call it? In Australia, we call it TAFE. Um, It's like a trade school, Ah, I guess. So we learn interior design or um, something like that. that sort of thing, yes. And if you have any kind of like qualifications or certifications, like if you're a scrum master or if you're an agile coach or if you're um if you did a particular uh, executive certificate or something like that, you can put those in there. Yeah, don't worry about high school. Nobody cares.
1: Nobody cares. <laughs> mm. yeah.
0: and yeah. like I don't have a degree, so my education is pretty sparse. Oh, and here's how I write about that. Yeah, a lot of people are like, what do I write if I didn't finish my degree? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this is a little, maybe this is like a little cheeky, but um, it is actually the way that you're supposed to do it. You just write the university and then you write the subjects, but you don't say, I have a Bachelor of Arts, because ah. you don't. So, so you don't need to say Bachelor of Arts deferred or Bachelor of Arts you know, discontinued, incomplete. Just don't write any of that. So for me, I write University of Sydney, sociology, and anthropology. That's great. And then I also include the years so they can see that I was there for less than a year.
1: Right. Okay, okay. (laughs) I think that is, um, like, worth noting because you still— you know, you did it for a period of time, so it's worth noting.
0: Yeah, yeah. Also, um, I think we're in a day and age where you don't have to be ashamed about not having a degree. I totally agree. Um, Yeah. You agree with no degree. I
1: agree with the no degree. (laughs) I mean, I've said this so many times, but I mean, I don't regret getting the education that I got. I'm really happy that it happened, but I also feel like there's very little that I sort of actually use. A lot of people say that. Like, it's crazy, actually, mm. when I think about it. I don't think of like I don't, I don't look back to my education and think, oh yeah, remember that one time when we wrote a pitch, and now I'm gonna like yeah. things change so fast, you know. So anyway, that's I think
0: the good thing about getting a degree is show, like once you've done a three year bachelor degree, mm-hmm. you um, you've stuck for something for th- stuck with something for three years, yeah. and you've delivered for three years, and I think that's some sort of reassurance to employers that. Yeah you do have some ability to put your mind to something. Yeah. At the minimum.
1: (laughs) I'd be curious to know because I think that um, in Germany, it's still quite like traditional. Mm. And in other countries, I'm sure it's similar. But I think like in North America, Mm. it's actually not really… Like And and depending on the field, obviously. Mm. If you're working in academia, that's a completely different story, obviously. But um, working in tech and things like that, like, people actually don't really care mm. about your— I mean, yeah, not very much, I've heard anyway. that
0: in the US, you, like— it's very much about what school you went to, but that's in some industries, some that's industries like finance and exactly. law, and so on. Exactly. We do actually have to have some uh, on paper knowledge right. before you start uh, yeah, representing a fair client enough. or whatever. Yeah,
1: if you're um, a lawyer, they want they want to know that you know you took the bar. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this isn't a suit situation. Oh. Did you ever watch that show, that show? Suit? No, I really should. It's I... about this lawyer. We're sidetracking, but it's about this lawyer who gets a job at a law firm, but he doesn't have um, law degree, a law degree Degree and he hasn't actually passed the bar, so it's actually illegal for him to practice law. Imposter syndrome! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this whole freaking show is about that. So funny. Anyway. Okay, cool. And then, um, so that would be sort of the… Those the key kind of focus areas. The key focuses. And so basically it would go professional summary, mm-hmm. then your key assets, and those can be um, like, a you know, you can talk about them in um, uh, sentence format if you want. They don't have to yep. be like… Photoshop. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, experience, including achievements, then education, right? Correct. And then then the last thing, Uh, tools. Tools. Yeah. So
0: if there's any software or program or thing that you use in your your industry that's really crucial, then include that there. And if sometimes in a job description it'll say "nice to have Photoshop," Mm -hmm. so just if they say that and you know Photoshop, great, chuck it in, throw it in there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And then, wh- I mean, I think
1: there's so many, like, resume faux pas.
0: Oh. Uh, yeah, I've seen some shockers. Oh, man. Oh, I've seen some really sad ones, actually. <laughs> what,
1: what What's, like—can you think of an example of just yes. something really not Yes, good?
0: yes, I can. Uh, I had this one um, who—I know this guy, and his dad had written his resume for mm, him, mm-hmm. and it said, like— Uh, I haven't been able to gain employment for this many years. And I'm like, don't tell Tell them that. What? (laughs) That's not what this document's for. Oh my god! This is supposed to do the best thing for you. Um, Yeah. I mean, like, I think for me, when I start seeing, like, uh, when I start seeing, like, a five-page resume, I'm like, oh, God.
1: Yeah, what's that? Do you think, like, max two pages?
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, it's really hard with formatting sometimes, especially once you've got a few years under your belt. But yeah. um, just uh, keep it top level. Nobody's reading your entire life story.
1: Exactly. I also think two pages is like, people won't read past mm. the second page. Exactly. Um, You're lucky if you get them to the freaking second page you know what I mean (laughs) it's like Google
0: results exactly if you're on the second page it's already too late yeah
1: exactly (laughs) Um, the one thing that I found really funny when I moved to Germany is that everybody here not everybody but this whole like putting a photo of yourself on the resume was a thing Yeah, I think that's becoming not Uh, like not a thing anymore, but that was definitely— was that ever a thing in Australia? Because in Canada, it was like a faux
0: pas. Like, you did not do that ever. Some people did it in Australia, but that didn't make it right. So basically, um, putting a photo or a date of birth or your gender or your address, these are all factors that could provoke, like, unconscious bias, basically. So if someone looks at you and goes, oh, she's 35, she's a woman— maybe I don't want to hire her because what if she wants to have a baby soon? Yeah. You know, like, these things do happen in people's heads. Or, like, you know, if you live on one side of town and the company's office is on the other side of town, there might be some weird thing in someone's head where they're like, "How oh, oh, will they
1: get here on yeah, time. Yeah, oh, yeah,
0: exactly, if yeah. the commute's really long. So That's just convenient. leave address, photo, date of birth, any personal information, just leave it off. Yeah. Um, and I think with a lot of… Uh, a lot of companies are trying to anonymize resumes now. So you're just mm-hmm. seeing the crucial data. You're not even seeing the name or the gender. Cuz they're trying to like even so They're the looking for like field.
1: keywords
0: and yep. things mentioned, yep. skills, whatever. So there's software that actually takes the name out, takes all these like identifying factors out. Interesting. interesting. Yeah, and some some are even taking the school out in the US. Because they're like, we don't want you to just see Harvard and be like, okay, great. You'll be perfect for this role. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. What else? What else would you—would be like a red flag on a resume?
0: Um, Well, I mean, it's not exactly a red flag, but just like think about what's relevant. And what's expected, right? Right. So I see a lot of resumes that are like, I I have— uh, proficient in Microsoft Office. And I'm like, well, yeah, I hope so. You know, like don't don't put that <laughs> yeah, on there. It's yeah. not necessary um, yeah. unless they've specifically asked. I remember a, f- a friend a few years ago um, was applying for this role where he was working with a lot of data, data um, and they wanted him to be um, very high level, be able to use Excel at a very high level. So he just taught himself. You know, like yeah. he was studying every night to get yeah. this job. Um, so you don't necessarily need to go into that level of detail. <laughs> right. Um, I feel like it's
1: so funny when, when, because um, I see that a lot mm. on these, on job descriptions. Like, you know, Excel. Mm. And I'm like, really? Excel? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like, to me, that's like something that can totally be learned. Yeah. And it's like, to me, that wouldn't be something if I'm like, oh, but they don't know how to use Excel.
0: Nobody's getting excited about Excel. Right? I mean, maybe they are, but I've just never met them. (laughs) I haven't met that person. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Also, I think a huge faux pas is um, listing every single thing you did in every single job. Mm -hmm. Like if you, and I think this also comes back to our professional voice episode. If you... uh, if you don't want to do something in future then there's no point putting great emphasis on it in the past. so Such if you a good point, if yeah. you had to like do a lot of event management in your last job then i wouldn't like highlight that on your resume. yeah. Um, yeah. because then people will see that and be like oh great she can run our events. Exactly. and, you're like, and then oh, you're like no. yeah. pigeonhole into this yeah. terrible.
1: you know something that i really hate and Please. i think we share this hatred and mm-hmm. i know a few people out there who also shade, uh, share it is those um the the people that put a bunch of skills on their resume and then put those like oh, sliders yes. like am i an expert or am i
0: um you know a newbie or whatever and yeah. then they put this like what is that about no don't do those the sliders are terrible there's no need to draw attention to the things that you're not good at and also some yeah. people are like some people will just max out on all of them, yeah. like full points for everything. And I'm like, I'm there's great no way you're good at all of these things. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. Those are the worst. Definitely don't do those. I think they went out of fashion, which is great.
1: Yes. So. Yeah, they came in for a hot second. That's for sure. Everybody yeah. had them all over the place. Mm,
0: just I think terrible. It's because like, it people were downloading um, those templates, templates off the internet, and the templates were like, had all these little… Parts that you could fill in, and everyone's like, oh, great. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, uh, make as, it clean, make it like easy yeah. to skim through. I think that's a good
1: point. Like, how do you feel about like overly, like, you need to make sure that your resume isn't overly designed as well? Like, it yeah. should be really simple.
0: Yeah, don't, no bells and whistles. No, no, no flowers, no border, yeah. no funky colors. Yeah. Keep it professional you know, modern and professional
1: Exactly. And your, you know, your portfolio, that's where you can, you know, show throw something some, of yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Throw some nice colors in there. Oh, yeah. Know? Get a little wild. But yeah, I agree. I think that the CV needs to be as clean as a whistle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. What about, so here's the thing. I think the reason a lot of people dread, like, the whole job application thing is that it takes so much time because you have to mm. tailor, you know, your CV or your cover letter to the— like, how important is that? And, like, where— how much tailoring
0: should you actually be doing? Um. Okay. So some people have quite a broad skill set, and so they're going to be applying for a wide range of jobs. Yeah. In which case, you really do need to make sure that if you're applying for a job, you're looking at the job description and you're saying, what are the skills that I can highlight in my resume? That match this job description.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so you do like, unfortunately, it is something you have to do. <laughs> you have to every time. To yeah. yeah. Um, and my philosophy is like, don't don't leave your resume untailored and send it to fifty people. It's the worst. Tailor it and send it to five. Yeah. Like put some effort in, and then just like make it count. Yeah. Um, and the cover letter has to be tailored every time. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. The top and tail can be the same, but right, yeah. <laughs> the high and the buy, yeah. But, uh, but in between, it should be pretty specifically, and it doesn't have to go on for three pages. It can be like a nice three-quarter page, like case for why they should get you in for an interview. And remember yeah. that, like resumes and cover letters, they're just to get you in the door. They'll never get you the job.
1: Yes, that's such a good point. Mm,
0: people expect do... them to go the whole way.
1: <laughs> yeah, we should actually do another episode on. Interviews.
0: Oh yeah, prepping
1: for an interview. Love an interview. You know what should you wear? Right. Oh, <laughs> we should do. We,
0: we should do an outfit episode. Outfits. Because yes. I have some tips. I think about this all the time.
1: <gasps> of course you do.
0: <laughs> oh, Keep it clean. Keep it profesh. That nice cigarette pants. Nice cigarette pants. Nice pair of ballet flats. You yeah, know? exactly. There's a lot of men who listen to this podcast. You guys
1: okay. can also wear cigarette pants. And a little pair and of ballet flats. flats. A little
0: pair of ballet flats. I'd love that. Yeah.
1: We just wanted to keep that episode nice and short and snappy, Mm. but keep you with, like, some super tangible, like, how to actually structure a good resume. Because that is—I mean, I love what you said. The resume opens the door, Mm. you know, and then you have to go in and wow them and everything. But if you'd never get the door (laughs) open—
0: It's going to be difficult. It's so hard. I just have this mental image of Brittany, like, shoving herself through a closed door. She's, like, (laughs) beating it down. She's like, please. No
1: such thing as closed doors in my life. Just kidding. Many have been closed on me. Love it. You know what happens. No.
0: No one could ever do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm smiling too wide for them to close the door.
1: Lovely. Anything else, Penny? Any, fa- um, any last
0: words? You just put me on the spot because I, I was thinking about beans on toast, how good beans on toast is.
1: So explain exactly what a beans on toast is.
0: What, a beans on toast?
1: Okay, Sorry, uh, uh, like baked beans on toast? Is that all it is? Just toast with baked beans on
0: it? I usually put like about… Um, two to three hundred grams of butter per slice. Oh, God. And yeah. then I put some cheese, some salt and pepper. Maybe I stir some...
1: Cheese. Mm, okay.
0: I've, I've stirred peas through my beans. I like to oh, pimp my beans sometimes. Yeah. very good. And it's grunkoll season. Can you say that properly? Grunkoll. Grunkoll. I don't know if I said that right. Which is kale, happened. basically. Yeah. yeah, Um, So I'm really stocking up on yeah. the dark leafy greens. That's great,
1: Penny. Yeah. Love hearing about... Penny's, like,
0: surprising. I,
1: I don't well, know why. She I can't... always says Surprising. I know, I say it's the, surpri- but only because, like, <laughs> I just didn't expect that you'd be a good cook. I don't know why.
0: No, I, love being a, I love being an enigma. Yeah, it's, I'm so, it's, it's the
1: other thing about, I also didn't expect that you'd be like really clean.
0: Oh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm so heaven, sorry. I mean, people, uh, I always used to say that people always think I have tattoos and that I'm messy, mm. but now I have tattoos. You got tattoos, so now. Yeah, I really regret them. <laughs> You're proving them right, Penny.
1: Dang it. Oh, son of a gun. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.